You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> this is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your humblest host of hosts uh, on this Next Level podcast. And listen, this is exciting for me because uh, this is an interview uh, in the in the making here. And I want you to know that uh, landing this person was was no easy feat for for the sheer mortals. Okay, we had to we had to go to the heavenly realm and. Uh, knock on a few doors to get this and so we thank you jesus we thank you holy spirit we thank you heavenly father and uh we we thank uh all the people there that were uh uh the gatekeepers at jamie lynn Walnow's court uh <laughs> letting us in finally so uh listen i've known jamie lynn for a while for probably i don't know maybe almost 10 years uh maybe eight years and uh, she is an amazing young beautiful gorgeous talented woman and we are honored to have her here uh to tell her story and to get some insight on how to be so cool and uh, creative and all around a superhero in his kingdom hey jamie lynn how was that did i say it like you wrote it listen i will pay you later that was perfect <laughs> With the bonus. come on sister well we just I, i'm really excited for this this is really a special day for us and uh to have you on here jamie lane is really exciting and uh we well, thank you for taking the time we know you're busy uh you know signing autographs and paparazzi chasing you around i know it's hard <laughs> Uh, and I just thank you for you, you know, ducking into a phone booth and, and taking this call. So, um, <laughs> so thank you and good morning and good afternoon and good day to all our wonderful subscribers out there. And I just want you to say, uh, I want to say to our subscribers, thank you for listening. And, uh, mm -hmm. this is Jamie Lynn Walnow and uh, you are in for a treat. So Jamie, I want, I want to kind of, I, I believe our story began, um, just a little bit over 2000 years ago uh when i think uh this all came about and you know god knew that we were all going to meet at upper room mm -hmm. dallas texas you know i mean he had it ordained and uh but i do remember basically and uh you're younger than i am so you've got a better memory when when stacy and i and fam showed up at upper room you you were running the children's ministry at that time mm -hmm. okay and uh yeah and so and how big was the children's ministry at that time at Upper Room? I don't, I know it started off really small. We had like, you know, 30 kids on a Sunday and it grew over time to yeah. sometimes over a hundred, between yeah. 80 and a hundred maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just remember one of my first memories of you is when you and at that time your, your beau, Lance, uh, jumped mm -hmm. up in front when we were above the, the veterinarian clinic. You guys jumped up uh, during worship and started rapping. Yes. And you guys did this <laughs> yeah. Christian rap. And, you know, I, I knew a little bit about charismania. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I had no idea uh, what but kind you of didn't really know. I was going to. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know until 
uh, <laughs> Jamie Lynn gets up there and grabs the microphone and Lance get up there and you guys just rock it out. And that was very impressive and somewhat intimidating. But uh, so <laughs> where, where did I, I mean, you know, I've, I've been writing stuff down about you. I mean, uh, I remember we went to dinner one night and you were telling us about how you were this, this, um, uh, I think you did competitive cheerleading in high school. I did. I did. And wow, yeah. Good memory. And, Yes, thank you, Jesus. And so, uh, tell, how how long did you do competitive cheerleading? I it was like my life. I did it from third grade to my senior year of high school, and I competed with a team, and I competed individually in the wow. nation. Wow, that's yeah. awesome! And uh, yeah. I know, yeah. And, and so you you really and, and you were following Jesus. What at what age did you really give your life to Jesus? Oh, I actually don't remember a time apart from him. We grew up in a really religious background, meaning mm-hmm. um, it was word-based and it was Bible knowledge-based, but it wasn't relationally based. And I thought Holy Spirit was like a Catholic thing. But the thing that was different for me, <laughs> like that, like I really did, I, I could see that they would not read scriptures that were different. I remember being a little girl in church and being like, God, I know that there's more to you than this. And I had a dream about heaven when I was in elementary school and I went to my mom and I was telling her about it and our whole family was a part of it. People who had gone on to heaven were waiting for us on the other side. We were sitting at this huge table with God and I found out that I was meeting people in our family that I didn't know existed that had already gone to heaven Mm. and I was explaining in detail. And so my mom looked at me and was like, well, what do you think the Lord is saying? And I feel like that was a game-changing moment for me when I was little, but I didn't realize it until I look back because she never silenced God in my life, but we didn't talk about hearing God. But I only ever, since I was little, and I didn't know this until I was a senior in high school when our youth pastor told me, I always thought everybody talked to God in their head. I didn't know people thought they were talking to themselves. So everything I processed from the time I was a little girl to to now has always been with God internally. It was never with myself. And my youth pastor my senior year was like, hey, you're in continuous prayer. That's like rare. That's not normal. And I'm like, wait, Mm. what? Not everybody does that? So that's when I knew, like, that's, so I didn't know that what I was experiencing in the church environment we grew up in was supernatural. So I don't remember Mm -hmm. a time not knowing the Lord. That's awesome. Which is cool. So, <laughs> so yeah, it is. It's 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 really good. And you know, and you that that really has really shaped your your walk with Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think hearing and, the voice know, of God shaped. Yeah. Is the ultimate most important factor of any relationship we have with God, like knowing that we hear His voice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt that you've got a master's degree in communication from Abilene Christian University, either, right? Yes. So I don't. So I don't mess up when I communicate to him. I can communicate masterfully. <laughs> you do it so well, too. You know, I, I remember. I remember at Upper Room when 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 uh, I came into a uh, named position at that place, and I was looking over your resume, and and I remember us having some you know some good coffee time uh in at Starbucks and talking about your background and you're quite accomplished in the education department I mean you are really a smart young lady and uh you've done really well and uh and you know getting that master's degree 
and and how you know knowing the Lord and walking that out in your entrepreneurship because you are an accomplished artist, uh, children book illustrator, and you've done this. Um, how and, and I know I, I also want to get into your Patricia King, uh, your, your stint out there in Arizona. But how yeah. has your how has your education helped you walk out this uh, this faith walk and also in, in dealing in the church community, if you will, and also in your entrepreneurship? That's a really good question. Nobody's ever asked me that, but it's it, but it has affected it drastically, and I remember. And I remember sitting with you and, you know, I don't think that having a master's degree, while I did earn it and it was hard, defines me at all. But I remember I was really battling a few things um, that I had brought before you, like people would just chunk, like think that I was using that as I never, I never said, well, I know how to do this because I have my master's degree. But right, just, right. if somebody knew that, it's already intimidating to them. And to me, I'm like, I'm still me, y'all. It doesn't, it's a really expensive piece of paper. Um, <laughs> but really, I'm just kidding. But really, I feel like when, so I graduated from grad school thinking I'm going to climb this corporate ladder. You know, everybody sees that like in the sense of like what people always spoke over me that, you know, I'm going to have this huge fortune 500 company, or I'm going to, um, be a politician or people would say things to me that encouraged me. And I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet, but I knew that Mm -hmm. I wanted to make a lot of money to then glorify God, which of course is backwards, but I graduated and our professors are amazing, but they also were, I kind of came out entitled thinking I should get this, this, and this. When you graduate, you think you're going to change the world instantly because I'm at a Christian university they're encouraging you because you are going to higher education and you come out with a little bit of pride and entitlement. Mm. And so you get really discouraged when you graduate. Well, I, I get this job and um, honestly, I get it to please my dad because my dad's encouraging (laughs) me and he's not, he, he, he never put um, purposeful pressure on me. I just felt it because I wanted to please my dad. Wouldn't get this job, super miserable, like gained weight these nurses are calling me they're like screaming at me really unkind on the phone belittling me literally it it was not a healthy work environment I was scheduling nurses and this company really saw me growing quickly but I had a dream from the Lord and he told me that if I didn't quit um, I would get fired he showed me how I'd get fired and he told me I needed to be painting either way full-time which is weird because I didn't get my degree in art because I thought you couldn't do anything with art full time. Mm. So that was that was a leap of faith. I go in, put in my notice, and they are like, wow, we thought we were going to have to let you go because of X, Y, Z, which was exactly my dream. Crazy. Wow. And there's a family environment where I was at. They were amazing. <clears throat> I love them. I think the company's incredible. And for me, I just, I didn't follow my gut because I knew the Lord was calling you to do art full time. In the midst of doing art full time, I had become the children's pastor, which I didn't think ministry was a real job. Um, I used to think that it's true. I mean, that's where my head was at. I felt sorry for anybody who went back to the kids because they were missing out on the real message. And the Lord started tugging at me. So what I ended up finding through this degree is I knew how to write the handbook. I knew how to communicate Mm, really well on paper. And I knew how to create things very easily. And I didn't realize because I had to write a thesis 
which is really hard. <laughs> yes, and it is. It is. And I didn't realize until we were in a staff meeting one time, this might have been right before you came, where there were a few people like crying and overwhelmed by our it's almost like we had like a three day intensive meeting for staff where we were we were really at the new stages of building the prayer room and handbooks and content and um, training manuals or whatever for each um, facet of upper room at the time. And right. people were like shutting down and saying, this is really hard for me. I don't know what to do. And then I realized, <laughs> wait, what my degree prepared me to do this with ease. Like, right. I don't think I would have been able to do this so easy apart from that. And it's not normal for an artist to know how to communicate for themselves on a stereotypical artist way. Like it's a gift to be able to know how to communicate from a business side and build rather than not know how to charge what I'm valued, not know how to communicate strongly because a lot of artists, like there's a lack of like, they're more comfortable communicating on canvas than by words. Sure. So, of course. So for me too, it's, I'm starting a company this year called Well Now Media Collective where I'm I'm I have five illustrators that I'm going to help make room for and communicate their value to authors so they can get paid what they deserve to get paid and I handle their contract work for them. Come on. All, right, but that's all because of I love that. I really do believe that degree and speaking yeah. in front of people doesn't scare me now like at all. Oh, I, it's it did, something it did I love. Scare, it, 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 has it ever scared you? Yes, when I was really, I fought. <laughs> yes, I fought choosing my undergrad. What, like in, like in, like in, like in, like in, like in second grade, it might have scared you. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you know that some of my teachers would let me do like it was in other languages? Granted, communicating or doing speeches in a small classroom frightened me to the point where some teachers, which probably wasn't smart on their part, let me do it after class. But if you put me in front of an auditorium, I would light up and I wouldn't be nervous at all. Wow. So it was kind of the the small room intimate communication scared me, but the big the um the big auditorium didn't. But going through this Interesting. you know, undergrad and grad school, I overcame that very quickly because that's all you're doing in your classes. That's so cool. I well I love this I love this this aspect that you're gonna start managing artists and giving them a platform. It's so yes. long overdue. It's so long overdue. Yes. You know. It is. The, uh there, there's so many artists out there that are so talented, but they never get that mm -hmm. platform to get that exposure, you know, oh, uh, yeah. Hen oh, yeah. you know, hence the name, the starving artist. Right. And so, yes. uh, w which, you know, as we've talked about before, you know, that's that poverty mindset that we want to break out of. And, and, and uh, mm -hmm. kudos to you for, for setting up that platform and, and walking out that, that gift that you have, you know, you've got an anointing in communications and, and what, you know, not only, you know, can you, you're an artist, you're an amazing illustrator, uh, you're a professional at that, but you've also are very, uh, you're, you're a comedian up there. You know that, right? You're funny. <laughs> Thank so, you. Well, I'm glad you think so. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. Uh, you, 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 you know, because church can sometimes get boring. You know, some churches, mm -hmm. you know, not not the ones that we're around, but but sometimes no. <laughs> things get a little dull. Uh, but when when you get up there and start, you know, uh, doing the doing your Jamie Lynn thing, it's just like hilarious, you know. And and I I Thank think you. too, I I know Jesus had a sense of humor. I mean, look, he yes. ran around with twelve 
fishermen. I mean, I sure, surely they had an off-color joke every now and then, you know. Uh, you know, maybe they short-sheeted his camel once or twice. I don't know, but I, I'm sure that they had some really yucked up sometimes at, at, at some yeah. point in their, their their journey. But um, I just always, I've always admired and got your sense of humor, and I think uh, oh. it, it's just it's such a gift from God to to watch you in front of an audience and and come up with stuff even when even when there's only like me you and Malden get it you know that's exactly and, uh, what I was gonna say I was like when you were up there Malden and I would always audibly be laughing when nobody else was and we're like did y'all not catch that like because it's such quick humor that you have one time yes. you were speaking and you were like you were just doing announcements in upper room blah 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 and you were like mega and then you kept talking and I laughed so hard and you were like in front of everybody, you were like, Jamie Lynn, why are you laughing? And I was like, you just said make America great again in the middle of your night. <laughs> I remember Sean Point was there, too. And Sean Point, he, he runs over to Freeman and says, McIntyre just said mega, uh, mega in front of the whole church. You know, of course, that really went over good with uh, our, you know, our liberal side of the fence. But uh, Hopefully that goes yeah. over good with your audience. Sorry for bringing that one up. You know what I'm saying? Come on, baby. That's all right. I'm not, I'm not I'm not a closet uh, Trumpian. Listen, I come from a long line of Republicans, man, conservatives. My do- my dogs are Republican. What can I tell you? Um, so I he's it. also right wing. He never misses Fox and Friends. Hey, uh, <laughs> so uh, I want to ask you about your journey to Patricia King, okay? Yeah. And because that was so amazing. I mean, you know, a lot of stuff goes on. I mean, there's things. You know, we've got like, you know, you've got like. 175 million followers on on, on Facebook mm. and 300 million over on, <laughs> on Instagram and it's like man I can't keep up and I was, so next thing I know I, I'm getting this you know this alert on YouTube and and on uh, God TV and CBN and TVN and I think uh, Chuck Woolery even announced that you're doing the show over there uh, for Patricia King and so I'm watching this thing and here you are looking so great on TV and oh, interviewing some amazing people and you had all this thing and how did all that come about? I mean, that's some that's some amazing, you know, favor. That is the Lord. That was crazy. You know what's interesting is, um, so I I was interviewed on Patricia King's show twice, but then this other connection I have in San Antonio is an amazing friend. She's my first friend here in San Antonio, who connected me to um, this Life Matters campaign for God TV. They actually called her. Are you talking about the Life Matters campaign specifically? Yeah. Or are you talking about when I moved to Phoenix? I, I'm talking about for, well, all of it, really, because it was amazing. I mean, Patricia King's a big deal, you know. Yeah, and, she's you know, And here you are being interviewed. You're on the, you know, the curvy Patricia King charisma couch, right? <laughs> and which yeah. is awesome. And then, then, then you got your own show on Patricia King, and then, then you're on God TV. Then you're like, you know, yeah. I mean, Sean Bowles is nervous because you're coming up on his ratings, you know. <laughs> so, what is happening with you, woman? So share so with the audience because they want to know. So, so this is cool. You were, I, I, yeah, you were, you were, um, you were there for this. So, you know, I directed a conference at Upper Room. I loved, mm-hmm. I love putting together events. And so, directing a conference and the theme for Upper Room, which this ties into that, was, um, hey, to all the volunteers, it's cool that we are. Our job is to set the table for Jesus to come and encounter everyone. But when he comes, if he comes and sits with you, that's your first priority. It's not selling shirts at the table. We'll figure it out kind of thing. Like, like it's our family yeah. conference, you know, and that's not normal probably, but I just really felt the weight of it. Well, um, 
little did I know somebody, you know, has never prayed for somebody for healing, prays over the phone for a woman who's driving down the highway to get arches put in her feet because she's flat footed. And she gets healed over the phone. And I felt the presence of come God come so strong. And I just remember the Lord was like in Deuteronomy 30, it says, um, we're presented with life and death every day. And I felt this moment come in and it was like, you can choose to go here with me now because I felt a lot of emotion stirring and, and I felt him coming in or you can keep directing the conference. And I just said, no, I want you. So I run and pray for somebody we both love um, who had cancer and I just laid at his feet and began weeping. So mm. a lot of cool things from the Lord ran back to, I'm really summarizing this, um, ran back to the back of the house and laid on the floor for three hours weeping. I couldn't move. And it changed my life forever. And this moment just, I saw Jesus take out my old heart, put in a new heart. And he really like <laughs> impacted me with the message of holiness and how important it is to water my heart with the spirit and to feed it with the word. And he talked to me about our church and our generation and how so many of us think we're choosing the narrow path and we're not because we're so complacent many are apathetic and but my heart broke it wasn't like a judgment it was like oh so from that moment literally my whole life changed after that my husband and I now were dating and I just remember I broke up with him because I knew he needed to move forward and couldn't with the idea of marriage looming and I didn't understand but I knew that that was a sacrifice I was willing to make because of what he amazing that's which, so amazing oh, it that is was amazing. A big, it was the hardest was thing I've ever deal. done in my life. It was. I remember. Yes, I it remember. A That's deal. a big deal. And listen, <laughs> for the for those who are listening on this, for you single ladies, for you single guys, <laughs> listen to this because it's so <laughs> profound. It is. If if like the Lord had told me Lance was my husband, and that can be really trying for people to hear because it doesn't always work out for people. But for me, it was not about Lance being my husband. It was always in the journey about me knowing that I heard God, but how I heard God. Like, what was the interpretation of what he was saying the whole journey of Lance and I dating? Because it's a long journey. I knew he was my husband five or five and a half years before I walked down the aisle to him. So that's long for a lot of people who, <laughs> who usually know what they want, <laughs> get it, and keep going. <laughs> and Amen. that was me. But now I'm a patient woman. And in the process of this, when we were dating, I met Patricia King and I met her media director. And then afterwards, um, when Lance and I had broken up, I went to a conference in Phoenix and it had been two weeks and I met this media director again. And he just said, you know what? Um, some, I was asking them if there's an internship because at the conference at Upper Room, I heard the Lord tell me you're going to be at Phoenix by the end of the year, which, you know, that's a big part of my heart or whatever, mm -hmm. but that's a long story. Yes. But I was like, okay, was that really you, God? So I was like, well, do they have an internship? Like, my whole life has just changed. I can move. I can go. So um, he ended up calling me 30 minutes before I put a deposit down on an apartment in Arlington, <laughs> Texas. And he says, I, like, I'm about to leave to go. And he's like, hey, Jenny Lynn, um, I was just calling to see, like, what are your dreams? And in that moment, I was like, I'm not going to hold back. I was like, well. I want to travel and I want to paint a picture of holiness for this generation as an author, as a speaker. And I want my own TV show and I want to host the Oscars. <laughs> I was like really honest. It was a moment <laughs> I, I was love like, it. Tell him. I love it. And yeah, baby. He was like, okay, so you're more on camera. And I'm like, what? 
So he writes an internship for me, and he's like, hey, I'm going to write this down for you. Um, usually we send people out here for two weeks um, to see if they like it, because this isn't, you know, for the faint of heart out here in the desert, because it's the outskirts of Phoenix <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> so he calls me back, and he's like, hey, Patricia wants to bring you out here. Mind you, I don't know Patricia really well. Crazy. Patricia felt Crazy. like we were supposed to bring you out here for three months. Um, wow. Could you start at this time and end at this time? Um, we really feel the Lord on this. Here's your internship. And they taught me in front of camera and behind camera work. And I just got wow. to serve. It was one of the most mature expressions of heaven I've ever seen. I got to do intercession with these amazing women who were truly intercessors. And the whole, I, I, I became family with them. And it was very evident at the end of it that um, that we became family and we would be running side by side. Because I didn't know if mm. I was going to stay there if it was time to right. stay there or what, but it was very clear. It's time for you to go home and then all that. So that's, that's where my, that's where the door opened. And I really, really became family with them. And then within long story, but you know, it's a really cool story, but it's, it's too, I think it's probably too long, but the point is uh, within two months of coming home, um, Lance and I were, together and a month later uh -huh. we were engaged and then mm -hmm. you know that mm -hmm. fall within less than a year of having come back from patricia king ministries we were married and you know my whole life changed <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah it was like what what i love about what you do jamie land and and your heart is probably one of the most purest hearts in this is you are obedient to the lord and that yes. has proven time and time again, and at most difficult situations too. Yes. And then, you know, yes. and 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 you trusted in him a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time, and sacrificially trusted in him. And yeah. the the fruit from that is just amazing. And it wasn't instantly. It, you had to. You still no. had to walk through some fire. And yeah. uh, it's just your testimony is is just so encouraging and motivational and uplifting. It's just. Uh, you know, hey, when are you going to write your book? I actually turned the proposal into a publisher, so we are waiting to see um, when the meeting is to talk to them okay. about it. So this right. year and, it will and, be completed. And and, and is it like uh, what? What's the title? Jamie Lynn B A. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, uh, I don't know what the title is, but it beautiful is about angel, being beautiful set angel. Apart. Yes, beautiful angel. It is about being set apart and calling our generation to be standard bearers in every sphere of influence they're in without compromise. Like we have the ability awesome. to shift culture and I want to encourage our generation to partner with God in obedience and to move forward and establish what he's put inside us. Cause we are, come on, that what God's about to do in the people of God that are going to be obedient and that are setting themselves apart is astronomical. Like, it's going to make headlines, literally, what God is about to do. And it's the hidden people that are just protecting their time with him, building relationship and trust with him, so that when opportunity presents itself, we're ready. We're not, not ready. We're ready. We're prepared. So that's pretty much what the book is about and a lot of the story. And it's not easy following him. And he said it wouldn't be easy, but it's right. worth it. Like, I'm more free and I feel more liberated in every area of my life than I ever have. I mean, I actually like internally being with myself, <laughs> whereas in the yeah. past I didn't. It was really hard for me. Um, I was really hard on myself. But when you hand your life to him, 
he said it's better to be all in or all out than lukewarm. And so I'm in the deep end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's an amazing thing. You know, the water is deep and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and listen, it's, it's all there for the taking. All you have to do is yes. And, and, uh, yes. And amen. And listen to the Lord. And I think that's one of your strong, I know, strongest attributes is that you listen to the Lord. And I like that you always question it admit, to, to an extent, like, you know, cause sometimes we make up our own yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, you know, we have self-talk all day long, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. surprisingly 80% of it's negative, which, you know, and what, yes. I, what I do on my coaching is I, yeah, you, know, you have a really should, good I, message on that. Yeah, and I usually if they if they don't listen to me, we do shock treatments. You know, no, they're they're low vol- <laughs> low voltage. <laughs> so, but uh, I digress. Uh, but what you do though is is that you like, okay, God, is this you telling me this or this? Yeah. And then you pray on it, and then you move on it, and then you get or you get a dream or you get a confirmation. So, yeah. uh, you know, one of the times I asked Sean Bowles, you know, like, how do you know it's from God? How do you know? <laughs> he was so funny. He says. Well, all you got to do is reverse engineer it, McIntyre, because you're, and you'll see that you're not that good. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. And so it it really, because it's so true, you know, we're all just human beings and we're flawed. Yeah. And so if we do, if if we look back to the life, like, like the stuff that you did here in your yes, and in, and, and what it is, what makes you so gifted and anointed is your yes. Mm, thank you. And that's and that's why he moves so well in you. And that's why, yeah, I mean, at such a young age, to be so accomplished in what you're doing is just crazy. And what's going to happen? So I want to. That's a good segue for me. I want to jump over here because uh, I do want to talk about your 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 handsome husband Lance. But I want to yes. before we do that. Before we do that, I want to talk to you about set apart and what. How did you establish set apart podcast? Because I understand uh, that on Apple. And on Spotify, it's the number three download worldwide. <laughs> next, you next better to... prophesy. <laughs> That's it, baby. It's all prophecy. So uh, I might have ex- exaggerated just a tad, uh, but not by much. <laughs> but so how did you come up with Set Apart Podcast? And what, what did, did God lay this on your heart or what happened? Well, Lance and I, in our first year of marriage, really felt, I really felt strongly that we were to say no so that we could solidify our yes and, you know, build a deep foundation together in our first year without distraction, whether it was serving in a church, which, you know, my heart is to serve. So that was, that was interesting to move here, become part of a community where I'm like, shoot, um, not defending ourselves, but normally we would serve where they need help and we're not doing that. So really felt like we were taking the backseat in a healthy way. Um, to take the front seat with one another. And, and so I go to this, um, I'm part of this thing called international young prophets. I go to the first event and, um, I'm, I'm at this event and it's like six months after Lance and I are married. And I know I have this call to media and entertainment. I'm excited about it, but I also just felt like not yet. Like I didn't feel, you know, it's just like, I'm still, you know, waiting. I'm in school because I was doing Facebook lives all the time. And I just felt this urge to step back during marriage. And then all of a sudden you're surrounded by all these prophets, honestly. And this dude was like, I'm not going to prophesy over anybody. I'm just going to lay hands on you and impart. And he's just, he's this awesome guy named Charlie Champ. And then um, this woman uh, and her husband, Jody and Ben Hughes were there and he lays hands on me. And he, all of a sudden, instead of just saying, 
you know, laying hands and keep going, he goes, multi, multi, multimedia, multimedia, multimedia. Wow. That's all he said. And then Jody and Ben Hughes were like, hey, you've been taking the backseat and the Lord wants you to know school's out. It's time to go. Like, and this is about you running by yourself and he'll bring a team later. And I just knew in that moment, it was like, this podcast is going to help me weekly um, stir in how, you know, keep practicing that because it is a practice and it is important to dive into the word and find a message, a now message to encourage people and to practice interviewing people and to, to grow. And you've also given me amazing feedback that I've really taken to heart that has helped me go. Thank God for people who actually speak into your life and help you Mm. grow because I'm hungry to grow. I want to be more like him and I want to be excellent at what I do because um, God is excellent at everything he did and does. And so we're made in his image, so it's important for us to grow. So all of this to say, I really believe in a life that's set apart, and I wanted to have guests on who live a life that's set apart. I didn't want to point mm. people to people who are deceived or would lead them to deception, and I know that can sound intense, but I protect my vision and I protect my platform, no matter how big or small it is, and all I know is to be faithful and Something I learned from you big time during um, the next level training for me personally, um, not giving away secrets, but there's two <laughs> things I learned. It's important for me to show up big because yes. every yes and every no I have actually affects everybody around me big time. Praise God. It has the ability to affect everyone around me. And then also, um, it's important for me to stay consistent and diligent. If I say yes, I need to follow through and I need to not stop. So this podcast to me was birthed out of a prophetic word. And it was like, I don't care how big it gets. I'm just going to keep being faithful with this thing. And I'm going to keep going after it. And I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. That's all I know to do. And it's been awesome. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the fruit from this is just amazing. And I love that God's breathing on this set apart podcast because I just think it's, you know, I remember when I first started seeing the artwork on it. Oh, man, I had podcast envy. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I gathered I gathered all my staff in there and I said, I'm going to fire every one of you. If y'all don't figure this thing out like Jamie Lynn's doing, you know, yeah. but That's the way awesome. you do stuff, you're so artistic and it's just such, and it's like breathing for you. You know, you just breathe and it's just like, oh, my gosh, the Mona Lisa, I'm sorry about your luck. You know, <laughs> it's like it's beautiful. And so uh, it's really cool. So one of the things that I think that sets you apart, Jamie Lynn, is that mm-hmm. you're coachable. You're coachable. Uh, and there's so many there's so many out there not saying the Gensers or millennials. There's you know, there's there's also, you know, the boomers, too, are not yeah. coachable. You know, and the yeah. people who are not coachable, who don't humble themselves and become vulnerable, as you know, you know, you just you 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 don't ever get that breakthrough, you know, because you've got to yeah. be coachable in that. And that's to me watching you grow up over these past eight years is watching you become <laughs> such a young influencer, uh, a young woman and with a dynamic message is because you have humbled yourself into that level to where you can hear and be, and cause we all have blind spots. Yes. Yeah. And so you, yes. You, yes. And, and, and you're like, Hey, if I got a blind spot, brother point it out, you know? Yeah. I, I remember, I remember you called me and said, Hey, listen, Mac, you got a blind spot here. Can I point this out? I'm kind of nervous. I was scared to death because I mean, <laughs> Jamie Lynn's going to rebuke me, man. I mean, oh my God, you know, let me call Franklin Graham and get somebody to pray for me. And so, uh, 
but, but you were so gentle. And I think you made it sound like, you know, worse than it was, which was great because when you told me what it was, it was like, oh, yeah, I'll eat that. Yeah, that's breakfast. <laughs> and so, but no, it's so good. I'm just so proud of you. And so I just want to let, you. let your listeners know and let our listeners know that, hey, this in, being coachable is where it's at, you know, and it and is. sometimes it's pain, it's painful, but look at where oh, it's yeah. got you. Yes. Yeah. You've told me things that in the moment, like I'll be real, you, and you're, you're somebody who has like, and we've given each other permission, which is important. Always give people permission and don't give go. people permission. You don't want to emulate in life. And Come I on, feel like, and, I, and it's not rude. That's just, and, but here's the thing. Even if you don't want to emulate somebody's life, they could still give you good feedback on a blind spot if you're willing to take it. And for me, it's yeah. like, it stings sometimes. There's things that you've told me and I'm like, oh, that hurts. Because it's like, of course, when you hear like, not that you're doing something wrong, but it's like, oh man, that is true. That hurt. like, mm. it hurts good. <laughs> that hurts so good. It, it you know? does. And it's yes. only in the moment for me. I've I've trained myself in the moment to not take anything personally. But to take it as this, because also you deliver it in such an empowering way. It's like, that hurt. But I'm so thankful that they said that because who else is seeing that you. and not saying anything? You know what I mean? But it Come requires on. a deep level of love for somebody to correct somebody. Amen. And it also Preach requires it. a deep level of love to walk it out. Sometimes people aren't right. So you take it before the Lord and it's like, oh, no, that's just, that's on them. And other times it's like, wow, that is so true and mm. that's we've got to know the lord's voice so we can run with it you know because we can't be puppets to correction but you know that's people right. know if they're that's not right. taking correction and actually actually i don't know how you feel about this but i do think there's some people that don't know that they don't take correction you know it's like it's like their way or the highway and that to mm -hmm. me that's like i don't ever want to be that far gone <laughs> that's so true yeah, and it's so true, Jamie. Then what you said is, that, you know, one of the things that I usually do, and and you did the same thing when you called me mm -hmm. out, and you know, it's like, hey, you know, are you, you know, are you up for some coaching? That's what I ask. Yeah. People, you know, and you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred, they say yes, but every now and then you get somebody that's you know insecure and they don't want to hear it, and that's fine. You got to respect that too. But yeah. uh, just a simple ask question is, hey, are you up for some feedback or for some you know blunt, honest coaching? You know. Yeah. And and the people, like you said, it is an act of love to give that because it's not easy totally. for the giver to to get it as it is for the receiver to receive it. And mm -hmm. uh, it's so good. All right, let me ask you this before before I we close out here because I want I want to yes. because uh, one of the things in your podcast, which I really think is cool, is that you want to encourage men and women in every sphere of influence to continue to be set apart and courageous in all God has called them to be. And so. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking for, uh, obviously, you want to have people who have a platform and so to, to get set apart. So, I mean, I, I think you've got a huge list of schedules for 2020. So can you give our listeners a little idea, to, uh, a little plug for what's coming up on, on Set Apart Podcast? Yes, well, you were the kickoff to the season, which was awesome. And I've had Yay! amazing feedback. I had somebody call me and say that podcast was absolutely excellent it was so filled with wisdom it was amazing and this year i have <clears throat> what i love is on my podcast there are people who have clout meaning they walk what they say you, you right. know you may never have heard of them and you may have heard of them and it's people i want people to know about <laughs> and so i have 
you. I have Sandy Ross, who's a mentor here in San Antonio, who could be a Beth Moore, who could be, she could have been a big name, but she said, my calling is to disciple the women in San Antonio, and I can't do that if I'm traveling. And Come every on. woman I've met in San Antonio awesome. knows her name and has been mentored by her. My life was changed by sitting underneath her. I have Sean Bowles. I have Larissa Miller. I have Kevin Pitts. I have Tyan McCray, who's a coach. Like, I, I have amazing people that I get to interview. Meredith Malden. There's amazing yeah. men and women coming up. And they're in different spheres of influence. And <clears throat> my my goal is that that people would be able to listen to it, no matter what sphere the person's impacting that we're talking to, that their testimonies empower us in our own. So that's the... That's what season two is about. I mean, awesome. I really, I'm really stepping up the game in the interviews. And I think this podcast is naturally going to evolve over time um, and become more creative over time. But I, I really love where it is and I'm really proud of it for sure. I am too. I, I'm so honored to be at kickoff season number two. I didn't have any idea. I thought, you know, when we did our interview, I thought, you know, it might have got lost in the files. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was like three months ago we did that interview. I'm yeah. like, come on. And then all of a sudden, yeah, boom. Yeah, I like to store I'm, up. Yeah. yeah. It's easier to yeah, store up that. the interviews and release them in the right time because, I mean, doing an interview once a week for me is a little too much. I'm just going to be real. But if I can store up, like if I can have a week where I have like four or five, that's a month of yeah. interviews. And then – if they have a now word, then I move it up on the calendar. And because this, this season also is highly prophetic, like in the moment, these people are prophesying over the listeners and praying for them. And yeah. you had an amazing, amazing, amazing podcast about the value of our, our inward dialogue and what we're thinking and how we're showing up in life and how we're talking to ourselves and the power of yes. really, really only taking what Jesus says about us as the word. And I really felt like, that's for everybody, especially, I just remember finishing your interview and I just, I was like, that was so refreshing to have the honor and privilege to interview somebody with that much history and experience in their field and to know God in that place. Like it was, it was powerful. So you guys need to go check it out. You're awesome. All right. So uh, thank you for that. And I, I'm so excited about this next second season for Set Apart. So I, I know you. you've got an amazing website. And why don't you tell everybody how they can get a hold of Jamie Lynn Wall now? And you, how the, how can they buy your artist, your merchandise? Yeah, you know, how, can yeah. they come in, how can they stand in line for six hours to get an autograph? Just, just give us a rundown. Yeah, well, you'll have to fly to D.C., and I'm at the White House. Um, <laughs> Come on, sister. I love it. <laughs> no, um, I have jamielynwellnow.com, and you can have a link to subscribe to my podcast there. You can go to Breakthrough Artistry or my art page from there. Um, on Instagram, it's jamielynwellnow with one in in Lynn. So you can go find me on Instagram. You can go find um, me on Facebook. I have a public public page for jamielynwellnow, and I just like to encourage people with what God is sharing and really declare the word of the Lord over people who are too, if you're going to be on social media, you might as well be getting the word of the Lord while you're scrolling through. And that's my goal on my page. So amen. amen. Now, let me ask you this. I got to ask you this because I haven't really gotten into this. Tell me what Lance, your handsome husband while now is doing. Lance What's going is, on with you guys? Um, well, he is teaching me how to submit to him, and he's my mentor. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I had to. 
Um, yeah. We always joke about him being my mentor. So Lance is working on, he is essentially the media team for an amazing company here called Alpha Warrior that is, um, he's traveled the world. He used to be on the build crew where he would travel to like South Korea, Italy, Germany, um, Hawaii, and they would build these mili- like Ninja Warrior obstacle courses, but made with metal yeah. and wood. Um, cool. For U.S. military bases all over the U.S. And so he's now the media guy for awesome. Alpha Warrior. And um, we love being here in Texas. And he's good at what he does. Well, you guys are a power couple. And uh, I, one of these days, one of these days, I want to get you, both you and Lance on here and tell some of your story. and Because yes. uh, it, it's such a god story and it's just so yes, beautiful the way you two you, the way you two uh got together and ungot together and got back together again <laughs> and it's it's just amazing but you guys are amazing and stacy and i just we just love uh that we know you guys and are friends with you guys and our daughters are uh just, you, you guys are all friends yeah and hey yes, i got to hang are. out with your dad this year it was really cool yes, yeah your dad's amazing yes. you know what i love about your dad i see where the lineage of the eyebrows come from you know, yep, and there it, they are. Yep, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like I didn't even have to look for him in a the restaurant. The eyebrows just were right there, you know. <laughs> there they are. They're awesome. They're beautiful. And uh, anyways, he was I, I really enjoyed your dad. Your mother, of course, Patty is just, uh, you know, your whole family's really yeah. cool. So, Jamie Lynn, thank I want to thank you. And uh, if you can, uh, you can say anything to the crowd that you want to. And uh, there's only about 300 million people listening right now. So they would love to hear oh, what you have to okay. say. Hot crowd, hot crowd. Um, yeah, well, I encourage you guys to go subscribe to Michael's podcast if you haven't and you just found it by happenstance and go leave a written review because as a podcast host, I know that that's a really big deal. But also if you're listening in, my hope and heart for you is that not only that you would lean in to learning how to hear the voice of God, but that you would also be willing to be corrected and grow and learn on the interpretation because the interpretation is where the key is at. And then when you know that it's him, do it and say no to much more than you say yes to. And it'll take you a lot further than you thought. Come on, sister. Hey, listen, is your art available for sale on your website? (laughs) Breakthroughartistry.com. Okay. Breakthroughartistry.com. Check out Jamie Lynn's art. We've got amazing pieces and she's so talented Buy them. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yes. and she, you know, yes. And she's only got uh, a few pieces left. And so these things are like museum quality. And so really, cause she's so busy right now, but go check them out. And, uh, yeah, your artistry is beautiful. Come on, baby. Thank you so I love, much. I, I love, love the you one, guys. I love, you. I love your, I love your art, your picture of Jesus. Somebody said that those were Lance's eyes in there. Is that true? They always ask me if it's Lance <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And is that Jesus or is that Lance? And I'm like, yes. Yes, and yes, yes. Go check it out, everybody. Jamie Lynn, thank you so much. And uh, we love you. We we appreciate you. You're just amazing at what you're doing down there and making things set apart and uh, just walking with the Lord in your heart. And so we wish you continued blessings and much success in your endeavors with Set Apart and with JamieLynnWallnow.com uh, and uh, your artistry. God bless you, girl. Thank you. Love you. Love you, too. Hey friends, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. 
Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit michaelpmcintyre.com. <laughs>